This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Oh, what a night at the Garden. I was a little nervous. I'll tell you why with Gordon Damer next on ESPN New York Tonight. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with the Brian Munguia. Until midnight on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon. Larry, we're going to talk about the Yankee rainout tonight. Uh, You know what? I needed some baseball to take my mind off the first three quarters of that game, Gordon. Yeah. Well, look, I was actually happy that the Yankees actually got rained out tonight because I wanted sole focus on this Knicks game from start to finish. Uh, And I was kind of regretting that, like you, first three quarters of this game. I I, I really was, Gordon. And I'm telling you, I thought we were going to have a little different show. (laughs) I really did. Yeah, it might have been. Yes. Might have been uh, a little bit of a morgue feel to it, right? A little bit of a wake yeah. feeling to it after watching those first three quarters and watching the struggles of Julius Randle again, right? We were talking about how bad he was in game one. And for the first three quarters tonight, he was even worse. I mean, yeah. when he threw that ball, when he had that pass that he threw into the front row of the stands, you're thinking to yourself, man, this guy is just completely lost right now. And he picked it up from that point on, and the Knicks got rolling in that third quarter thanks to the bench. And clearly the MVP of this game tonight was Derrick Rose. He saved the Knicks' season. There's no question about it. But for me, it's time for the truly hard play of the game. Gordon brought to you by Truly Hard Seltzer. And it was Reggie Bullock. Barrett, far left corner against Trey Young to Bullock. Right wing three, knocks it down. The garden erupts, and with 2.36 to go, the Knicks have come back and tied the game at 72. That's the Truly Hard Play of the Game, brought to you by Truly Hard Seltzer. Try Truly Hard Seltzer, 100 calories, 1 gram sugar, 5% alcohol, and 27 different flavors. Truly Hard Seltzer Beverage Company, please drink responsibly. That's when I knew, Gordon, uh, it was going to be a very, very interesting game. We'll talk to you about it. 1-800-919-3776, also via Twitter. Oh, we got a long night to talk about some basketball. We'll do that next on 98.7 ESPN. Got to say this, uh, this game tonight was just such a wave of emotion, and it it was after covering the Knicks for a gazillion years. It was so good the past two games, and this game was even louder than the first game, Gordon. You just yeah, it did seem like that way, right? There, yeah, you just I, I felt like I was there again. I felt like I was. I, it was back in 2013 when I was there with Carmelo and. Raymond Felton and Amari Stoudemire and Mike Woodson on the sidelines and J.R. Smith, and they were going for the postseason. You know, it, it's, it just had that feeling there, and it's, not, it, it's so good to have playoff basketball back in that building, Gordon. It just is. Yeah, well, look, tonight the, the Knicks gave their fans a lot more to cheer for. Now, maybe not in the first half, but, you know, <laughs> the, you don't ever have to worry about Knicks fans showing up. They, they realize how long it's been, and they realize that uh, they're going to give 100%, 100% of the time. They were mentioning how, you know, most of the night the, the fans were not even sitting down. They were standing up the entire game. So tonight, that third quarter, that and that Obi top and dunk that might have been the the peak I think maybe of uh, of, of the, the of the crowdometer because mm. it seemed like the, the 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 building was up for grabs at that point. 
Once again, really good minutes from him, Gordon. 12 yes. minutes, 8 points in 12 minutes. Had 3 rebounds. I did have a couple of turnovers. Had a block shot. Uh, I love the fact that the Garden uh, MSG cut a, got a, a shot of his mom uh, in tears as they were chanting. The crowd was chanting his name. I mean, he's – you know what? And I tell you something, Gordon, that might have been a, a key moment in the sense that it allowed Julius Randle to get even more rest before he came back in in that fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, I think you saw. I think you saw a little bit of the um, uh, of the warts of his game. Right, young player sure. has not played a lot this year, and he he did get a little bit, you know, trying to do too much at some points. But he did give you some big minutes, and you know, we, we were talking about coming into game two, who were guys that you were going to shy away from, who were guys you were going to rely on more, and that was one of the names that we talked about, right? That Obi Toppin, from what you have seen so far from him. Um, he warrants more time, and you saw that again tonight. He was big. A lot of guys were big down. You know, this was not just simply um, one guy. This was not just Julius Randle doing the whole thing. It was a lot of guys that were vital in that third and fourth quarter as the Knicks got back into this game and, and again, saved their season. Before we get to the phones, Gordon, once again, uh, he started Alfred Payton. Uh, he played five minutes, but he never went back to him. I, I really don't see how you start him in game three. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't see how you start him in game two, right? I mean, like, what are you <laughs> expecting at this point? You know, it's the old analogy I've used a thousand times before. It's like taking the milk out of the fridge, realizing it's sour, putting it back in the fridge, and hoping the next day it's going to be fresh. I mean, at this point, you know what you're getting out of Alfred Payton. Now, I don't think you can play Derrick Rose, thir- what is it, 38 minutes that he played tonight? 39. 39 minutes tonight. I don't think you can do that time and time again, but uh, I don't know what other options you have. I'd like to see quickly play a little bit more. I don't know what his final minutes were tonight. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe that's a way that you have to go to, but I I think that Tibbs, maybe not originally because he started Peyton, but early on realized what was on the line here and had to, had to make that switch. And I, I don't know how you can go back to Peyton at this point and expect to get anything. Well, I think part of it, Gordon, was he was waiting to see if Julius Randle would get off to the quick start, then he could buy some time with Peyton. Mm-hmm. But once Julius Randle was struggling, he realized that he needed another offensive guy to help take some of the pressure off him. Henceforth, let's bring in Derrick Rose. Now, I mean, and he played him what? I, I think the stat was he played him 31 straight minutes. I mean, when he came in in the first quarter, he played straight through the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, I mean, he was out there pretty much the entire game. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it wasn't an overtime game tonight. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> if he played 39 minutes, that tells you he was basically out there the entire time. So um, yeah, I, I, he was fantastic tonight. He, he gave was. you everything you, you needed in terms of a boost in terms. And, and tonight you got to see the, the real Knicks, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they were still, I think, dealing with the moment a little bit, some of the guys mm-hmm. and dealing with uh, the pressure of the moment, but you got to see the determination. You got to see the comeback as they've done so many times during the course of the year, the will, the sheer force of will in that third quarter to get themselves back in the game and, and finally hitting shots. And um, that's what you wanted to see. I mean, they gave up, 30 they allowed 35 points in the second half Gordon yeah 18 in the third and 17 in the fourth they put on the clinic defensively yeah absolutely and and that's what kind of was missing certainly in that first half um when the Hawks kind of went on that little bit of a run right before the end of the half you're thinking to yourself at what point are the real Knicks going to show up right like Randall was really struggling at that point the defense seemed to have uh, issues 
you know, s- slowing them down uh, between uh, between uh, Trey Young and Bogdanovich. So, yeah, they finally they showed who the Knicks really are, and, and hopefully that carries over for the rest of the series. Absolutely. All right, let's go to the phones. Daniel's in the car. Daniel, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, guys. I hope you can hear me okay. My voice is totally gone. That was the loudest. I did, I was at the game. That was the loudest I'd ever heard the garden in my life. So I hope you guys can hear me okay. Yep, you got Unbelievable. it. <laughs> Unbelievable game. And I, I, I tell you, the thing that I get most excited about is the bench had that run in the third quarter. I think they were plus 10 in like four or five minutes. It was just phenomenal. But I think that got Randall going. I think Randall has been psyched out a little bit by the crowd energy. You know, they had the chance of MVP when the game started because he got the most improved player award. I think it kind of psyched them out. And I, and I hope, because he really got going in the third and the fourth, I think he went four or five for a while, that that carries over to game three. Because I don't know that you can count on the bench carrying this team the way they have. Even in the first game where they lost, barely lost, it was the bench carrying them the whole time. So, anyway, I love you guys. You guys are doing great. Phenomenal game. One of the most memorable Nick games I've been to. I've been going to Nick games for 25 years. Phenomenal game, really great energy, great crowd. Let's go next. Let's carry it over to game three. All right, Daniel, thanks for checking in. You know what, Gordon, it might be easier for him to be on the road, uh, you know, Maybe. where you got a hostile environment. You know, it might be to pull the rope tighter, you know, all the analogies that, that players use. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. Um, also, the fact that now it's not just one game, it's two games, and, and now he's had a little bit of success. And here's the thing, you know, like, he never really got going from an offensive standpoint to me, but he was better in this game because he did what Julius Randle did during the regular season, right? Like, it wasn't just about him scoring 30 points. It's about making the right play mm-hmm. in the moment. And if they're going to double-team him, well, then make the pass to the teammate, be unselfish, and don't force things. And I think that that is what's going to get him going here. And maybe uh, by you know hitting the other guys, hitting Taj Gibson underneath and hitting other guys on the team, um, maybe that might make the, the Hawks kind of respect some of the other Nick players because you, you saw at times in this game um, they, they made their game plan clear in game one. It was the same game plan tonight. They're going to double Randall at every chance they get. So that's going to mean he's going to have to find other guys and they are going to have to hit shots. They did that in the second half. Roderick's in Harlem. Hey, Rod, you're next on 98.7. Larry, hey Gordon. Hey guys, what's going on? Hey, hey, I'm just, I'm just feeling really, really good. <laughs> we got us a team, guys. We got us a team, and that defense. Oh my goodness, I, I, you know, I was, I had a bit, a bit of angst early in the game. So what I did, I poured me, I poured me a glass of wine. I said I need to relax, and I'll calm down. And they started playing well. <laughs> and uh, when 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 Randall hit that three, it seemed like it ignited. And and they just and that defense just hurt them well. So so we good, man. We good. Well, we're good tonight, we're good. Roger. Yeah, we're we're good tonight. You, know, you might have <laughs> a team, but now call. we got a series. That's what you got tonight. I, yeah. you know, I don't know how this thing's going to turn out. There's, you know, playoff series. There's a lot of twists and turns, but at mm-hmm. least now we know we got a series. Because if you lose tonight, lose two at home, going on the road, having to win four or five to win the series, it's all but said. And, you know, that's that's a done deal. So yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, it would have been very tough, Gordon. It would have been very, very tough. I, I, I was waiting to see. I didn't know if if the game if Randall played better because he played better or 
or if Rod thought he played better because the wine got better. I'm yeah, sure well, that, that sometimes helps too, you know. Let's be honest, you know. That adult beverage, it, when it starts going down smooth, you know. And uh, third quarter, it started going down smooth because the Knicks were hitting some shots. It sure did. It, it was a smooth quarter. You're right about that. <laughs> Spike's in St. Pete. Hey, Spike, you're next on 98.7. Oh, baby. Let me tell you something. I've told you guys this for a long time. Good defense shuts down good offense. And they started playing. And Todd Gibson, bless his soul, at his age, they played a bit of a hybrid 2-3 zone, and Trey Young couldn't get in to the, to the paint a lot in the third mm-hmm. and fourth quarter. He was getting trapped outside. I'm sure you've noticed it, guys. Mm-hmm. And and uh, nice game, John Collins. Really nice stat sheet. I don't think he scored and he had five mm-hmm. fouls. I right. thought, uh, yeah. Look, Randall's obviously uh, a little unnerved. And what happened to me, what I saw, I figured this all out. You don't need Derrick Rose to play 38 or 39 minutes every game. You just need him to do it three more times. (laughs) I mean, we just need three more times for him to put in the time because Randall may calm down on the road. One of you boys said it, and that's great news. But the team defense, you break it down, which I'll do tomorrow morning, uh, they set up uh, some sort of trap or hybrid zone with Taj. Taj played a lot of minutes, maybe 40, 35 minutes, 32 minutes. He played 30. a lot. 30, okay. And and he's not doing much, but what he does counts, the boxing out and the trapping. And, uh, you know, the rookies, they'll be, like you said, he turned it over, quickly looked a little nervous. But Bullock and Burks, you know, they made a couple of shots. But the defense, they were on a drought in Atlanta. I think they missed 13 out of 14 shots, and they got sloppy. And that's not because they can't shoot. That's because the defense made them work. But then you notice something. I think three or four guys stepped out of bounds. I've noticed more of that this year than ever before. So, So I'll leave you with this. Whatever they do Friday night, we do. Uh, maybe Randall will get a stroke back. You know, they're trying to bully their way to the basket. they got two guys that can really score. Maybe the young-looking guy uh, with the Kuka can score a little bit. He can shoot. But Hunter played very well in the first half. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Young played as good as he can play. But they, they found a way to, to neutralize him to some, some extent. It was a great game. Like you said, Gordon, I'm ready to look at the Yankee rainout show in the first half. But yeah. uh, this was wonderful, wonderful win, and I appreciate it. I'll listen to the show. Thanks, boys. All right, Spike. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Gibson was huge. I mean, plus 23 on the night, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Tibbs was, was quick to mention both him and Rose, the guys who have a lot of playoff experience. They've been in these wars before, so they kind of maybe know what to expect a little bit more. But, yeah, Taj Gibson was, was big tonight. There were times where it looked like he was exhausted on the court, but yeah. you, you needed this win. You needed to find a way, and uh, they, they did do that. So, you know, now you go down to Atlanta, and, and you hope that it kind of carries over to game three. And once again with him, Gordon, it's his rebounding, especially off the offensive glass. I mean, keep tipping yeah, balls, them. keeping them alive. Yeah, I mean, he's just, so, he's just so instrumental in doing that. He always does that. He does a great job with it. He really does. Yeah. I'm sorry, Brian. I'm enjoying the remix. I remember the original Mason, your face. You know, I just want to say, Larry, like you've yes. seen, if you're watching the post game on MSG or you see mm-hmm. some of the videos on Twitter about Nick fans coming out of the garden celebrating after the, the playoff win tonight. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine what it would? I, I know, look, it's a long, they're not going to do it this year, 
Who knows when it might be their time. But could you ever imagine if they won a championship? Oh. What these guys would be like. I mean, it would be unlike anything we've ever seen before. You're right. There's no question about it. The Canyon of Heroes would never oh, be the same. I mean, forget it. It would be, uh, it would be incredible. It, it, it's almost indescribable, right? Like, I don't really yeah. know, but I know it would be amazing. It would be unlike, you know, the Yankees, they, they win. And when they win, it's a big deal. Giants win, it's a big deal. But for how long the Knicks have gone without mm-hmm. winning and how much they dominate in terms of the fan base here, it would be incredible. It would be tremendous. It would be just just tremendous. And you're right. I mean, just the fans celebrating it. It's like they won the championship already. It's only one right. playoff game. As Alan Hahn brought up on, on the broadcast, it's a weeknight, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, people have school tomorrow. People have work tomorrow. They don't care. They don't you know care. What, they don't know when they'll get this again, you know? I know it was 15,000, but when you looked at the, the arena, it looked packed. It did. Every once in a while, you'd get a, a – a, a, and I don't know what the point is of, of leaving those seats – Mm-hmm. open at this yeah. point right like yeah but i'm sure there's a reason for it you know i'm i'm not gonna go down that road but it's been awesome to watch you know it's fitting that that's the first thing that has gotten a full crowd back yeah. Yeah. because it, they have they have been waiting for it and have been looking starving. for it. oh starving i mean starving <laughs> like few have and um especially with their devotion and dedication no question about it joe from brooklyn was at the game. Let's see what Joe has to say next on 98.7 ESPN. What's up, Joe? Gentlemen, how the hell are we tonight? <laughs> how are you, okay. Joe? That's I'm, the question. I'm fantastic. I just left the garden. I'm driving back. I'm approaching the West Side Highway, back to Brooklyn. And, yes, born, raised, lifelong, still currently residing in Brooklyn, never given up the orange and blue. You know what it is. But let me tell you guys something. I'm a New York sports absolute freak. I was here. The last big, like, major garden game I was at was the 2014 uh, uh, Eastern Conference Finals hockey, Rangers-Canadians, where they clinched for the cup. Mm. I got to tell you, especially for freaking Wednesday night, this was another level exiting the arena. Um, I am super hyped to see the excitement from the fans. We're hungry. Um, but there are some, some, I wouldn't say issues, but some concerns, right? Julius Randle starting Alfred Payton. But I got to say, you know, when I saw that Alfred Payton was starting, I listened to ESPN radio a lot. And, you know, the K show was playing what Tibbs had to say as far as that decision to keep him in the starting lineup, it's clear that D-Rose, yeah, you could argue he's worthy of a starting role, but for this team, being that sixth man, where he's finishing the game, he's even more vital for us. Uh, His stat line proves it. His performance proves it. I'm hype. I'm just praying to God that Julius Randle steps up in Atlanta, finds his rhythm, and then he's able to bring it back to New York. I just think, quite frankly, these young, these young guns, you know, in the garden crowd, it's a little bit uh, intimidating. We bring a lot. We're New Yorkers, you know. We're yeah. loud. We're going to be on you. And so I don't think, especially in a season and a half or so, 
with no fans, um, where the arena's quiet. Uh, yeah, it's an adjustment, Joe. Now You're going right. to this. You're right. Right. And and you add to that, and thanks for the call. Glad you enjoyed the game. And you add to that, the you know, the magnifying of the game, Gordon, because it's a postseason game. So you got that and fans in there. It can, it can be intimidating for you. Oh, I mean, it was intimidating. It's intimidating. It's sitting at home, right? I mean, it's, it's as loud as it is. It's it's crazy. I mean, it, it jumped, you know, like when, when there's a movie and you have to have like rain in like a shot for it to read. It has to be just absolutely teeming on film. Mm-hmm. That's almost what like the Nick crowd for you to notice the crowd in a game at home you know that it. Ha- I know it's been a while, so maybe that's throwing you off a little bit. But that la- that crowd is so loud, and from jump to halftime to third to fourth quarter, the entire time they were loud in that building tonight. Mm-hmm. And they're right on top of you. Oh. You know, because courtside now with people there, it's like, oh my God, all these people. It's like they're swarming you. It's like they're <laughs> because you haven't had them there. So it's 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 it's. It's got to be. It's a great experience if you're there. And once again, Gordon, here's the best part, right? It's a learning experience for these players. It's a yes. learning experience for your young players. It's Obi Toppin knowing mm-hmm. that you know what? I do have confidence. I belong here. It's Emmanuel quickly. Okay, I may have missed some shots, but you know what? I belong here. I'm building confidence. This is oh, this is what the postseason is like. Oh, this is what it's like when this building is full like this. It, it's a great experience for them. Yeah, because no matter how this series goes, it, it does feel like there's been a reset now, and that this is the beginning of something. So you're you're hoping that that both you know uh, quickly and and Toppin and Barrett as well, they're going to be part of this for a while here. So to get a taste this year, especially for Toppin, I think and, and quickly because they are rookies, and, and especially for Toppin, who I mean at, at points this year uh, just seemed like he was really struggling. So now for him to be coming on. At this point, playing his best, but you'd have to say his best basketball yeah. of the year right now. Absolutely. Uh, in, in these moments, it makes you feel a whole lot better about him as a player. It does, and getting meaningful minutes, not just wrap up, not just right. wrap up. And minutes, think about it, right? Tibbs, Tibbs is not just throwing out these minutes here willy nilly, right? No. Like even quickly, who was a big part of what the Knicks did this year, still only getting what 13, 14 minutes a night. That's right. So for Obi to be getting ten or twelve, that tells you in his confidence in him. It does bring up an interesting dilemma, though, Gordon, and that is, do you have to – have you lost Alfred Payton? See? No need to worry. (laughs) Told you. It's okay. It's ESPN New York tonight. Freddie Fitzsimmons at the top of the hour here on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, let's go back to the phones at 1-800-919-3776. Juniors in Staten Island. Hey, Junior, you're next on 98.7. All right. Larry and Gordon, thank you for having me on. First, I just want to say, go Knicks. Um, you're on New York. Uh, and I just want to say, um, I was like uh, I was like busy, you know, when the game was on today. I was watching from home. And the uh, first half especially, I, wasn't, I, I couldn't pay as much attention. I was just doing some work on the side. And uh, I, 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 was, I saw, like, some certain sequences out there and, and I was just saying, like, oh, like that doesn't look like the Knicks like from this season. But um, I was happy just, the, you know, second half. I saw them. All, all we had to do, you know, we had some, of course, our vets to, to, to support us. And I'm happy that, like, you know, we just kind of, like, picked up the intensity and went back to, like, you know, uh, our, our instincts. And then, like, picked up that, that defense that, like, that Sid, that uh, Thibodeau, you know, like, uh, gave our team, like, throughout this whole season. 
And, uh, you know, we, we, like, uh, we look good in our win in the second half. And, uh, you know, the first half, I, I got to say, we were, like, finally, as Knicks fans, like, pretty lucky uh, that we went down, I, I feel like, by more. Because I think I feel like we played, like, the first half pretty bad. So, yeah, I'm just uh, – I'm uh, I'm pretty happy for our our Knicks, you know, going down to Atlanta. Uh, I don't know about you guys. All right, Junior. Thanks for the phone call. I, look, Gordon. I think they'll play better on the road. To be honest with you, I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, Randall. I kind of I'm hoping that the the the, the down the stretch here, he kind of found something, and and that that's going to um, you know foster itself as as you move along in this series. And now he's pointed in the right direction. Uh, uh, I have to kind of see that a little bit more before I have. Are you a little surprised that that um, that Young was out for that stretch, third quarter and fourth quarter? I mean, when everything was going wrong for the Hawks, he was sitting on the bench. Now he did play 35 minutes, but it seemed like he was gone for a long period of time for a team that had a chance and a lead. The opportunity to put a team down 2-0 really drive the dagger into their heart. Uh, I, I was kind of surprised by that. I was surprised that he was out. And you know what? Bogdanovich was out too. And so neither one of them were on the floor at the time. And I, I thought that McMillan thought that possibly Hunter, who had a really good first half, was going to be able to give him some baskets and that Lou Williams was going to be able to do some things. I mean, Lou Williams was one for six. Yeah. So you know, he had an option. Two for 10 not, or oh. something like two for 11 or something I like know. that as well. So yeah, he, was he was not two very for good 10. either. Yeah, His exactly. shooting was about as good as that haircut. <laughs> Which wasn't very good. No. <laughs> so I think he was trying to steal as much time as he could uh, with Trey, with, you know, keeping Young and Bogdanovich on the bench, and it turned out to hurt them because yeah. the Knicks were able to build that momentum. And, and even though when Young came back in, Gordon, you know, they made a run. They, they cut it down right away. Mm-hmm. Yep, but absolutely. the Knicks pivoted and, and you know, got back and, and regained control. So yeah. that, that was a good thing. I was, uh, you know, but I, I tell you, I was a little concerned down. A little concerned, Gordon. A little concerned. Uh, look, uh, for first half, uh, I was, I was, I was writing the eulogy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was very because I thought for sure, even if they didn't have a lead, that Randall would come out. You know, the jitters, the nerves, the put, you know, the pressing that that would kind of be over. And it almost felt like tonight it was a it was little worse. bit worse. Yeah, yeah, it did feel like, you know, the early on game one, I didn't really feel like he was pressing. I just think he just missed some shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, tonight it felt much more like he was pressing. Now, hopefully he's beyond that. And, and, um, and game three, we'll get to see the real Randall because here's the thing. The, the reason why I think you have to feel good if you're a Nick fan is not just the even the series, but you haven't played your best basketball yet. Nope. You know, your guy has not really showed up in this series as of yet. So the fact that you can get the split here after dropping game one and now go on the road, you might be right. You know, the, the getting out of the garden, it maybe the maybe the fans are just too much. Right? <laughs> maybe, the, maybe, maybe that it just saps your energy. And, and it's almost like when you're running in a race. And if you're running with a group that is running in faster than you, you feel the need to keep pace with that group, even though you're, you really shouldn't be in that group. So uh, maybe the energy of the building is just too much for him, and, and and you might be right. Going on the road might be the right thing for him. Yeah, less distractions, that's for sure. Buddha's mm-hmm. in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, my guys? How you doing, man? Buddha. You know, right, listen, I'm going to keep it real quick. I know you got people on the whole big night for the Knicks. Um, you know, I was flipping back and forth. You know, obviously the Sixers are playing. Mm-hmm. And then you see uh, you see the, the difference in the team. Uh, you got Simmons playing today, you know, aggressive 
it's a blowout game, man. This guy's got a future in his hands. You know, Adam Clayton Powell, what's in your hands, brother? You know, I mean, this guy, man, I, I don't know what to make of him, man. But, you know, looking at the second half of the Knicks, you know, um, it was three things that, that were very evident, and, and all three of them are good things. You know, the first thing is, Tibbs, he, he can make the adjustments. Whether Peyton started or not, he realized that wasn't going to work out, and he deaded that. So that's a good thing, rather than just stick to, you know, what your normal rotation is or, you know, you know just make the fourth quarter switch. You made the switch basically after the first quarter. So that was a good thing. Um, Toppin, as you guys have spoke about, you know, we were concerned about him. You know, he looked a lot more aggressive in college. He looked like a different player in college, to be quite honest with you. But um, that three-pointer he hit, you know, in that, in that second quarter, a couple of the, you know, the rebounds, just just his whole, you know, his whole demeanor. You know, he he looked like he wanted to be out there, and he looked like he felt like he belonged out there, and that, and that's a good look for him. And then third, um, this might not be a bad thing, but maybe some people might read it as a bad thing. But sometimes the truth is self, you know, self-evident is what it is. You you mentioned something the other night, Gordon, about how the Knicks could make it, could be a, a playoff, you know, a, a Eastern Conference contending team if Julius Randle was the was the number one player and they surrounded him with enough talent. You can see, and it's not just due to the position he plays. You can see that when the Knicks get right, if he's here, he'll be the one A. He's yeah. not a one player. You know yeah, what I mean? It's okay, right. to, it's okay to realize that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Um, uh, I, I'm not going to base it on two games of a playoff series. Uh, you know, I, I'll kind of I'll, I'll wait until the entire series is done and, and I can see where things are, are at at that point. But uh, I'm not telling you you're crazy at this point because what you've seen in the first two games, I don't know if it's just nerves. It, it seems like, uh, you know, the Hawks have kind of been able to take him off his game and, and, and can game plan around him. And if you're a 1A teams can try to game plan around you, but you still kind of impact the game in a way that he has not done so far. Yeah. It, it's I don't even know if this is performance though. What, I, I, what I'm saying is, and, I, and like I said, you know, looking at it like holistically, the style of play and the style of player that he is, as well as what the performance has been. I, I really want to take the performance out of it. He doesn't have the ball in his hand enough to be that one player. The way the league is now, if you look at all of these teams that, you know, have have that guy, that AKA, that dude, that person is, the offense runs through them, and he's not that kind of player. And it's okay. It, it, you know, it's okay. It's, he could still be a, a, an important cog, but they got to get the guy who's going to have the ball in their hands. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a guard, but it has to be that kind of a player. You make a great point, Buddha. And here's the other thing, too, uh, Gordon. And uh, my good friend Jay Blaze NYC tweeted us. He says, Uncle Love, if this keeps up, is Randall costing himself money? And can we realistically take them down with Randall Payton playing like this and Rose playing this much? But the part about Randall, you know, he he's a free agent. And, uh, you know, it, it, do you – how is this going to affect – how they look at him, and is this going to really make it easier for the Knicks to sign him, Gordon? And, and you know, we got plenty of time to think about this. We're still in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Right. But is this now going to be easier for them to sign him because the money where he may want to go elsewhere may not be as much as it was? Is he really hurting himself? Yeah. Well, look, uh, he's still got time to turn it around, right? If he goes out and plays in game three and game four and game five, as we've, as we've seen him earlier this year or as we've seen him against the Hawks, certainly, 
uh, earlier this year. I think maybe you'll forget a little bit about games one and two, but he's mm-hmm. got to go out and play a lot better than he has so far. Like you, you were able, he did enough tonight. And I thought that, that the fact that he was kind of facilitating and not forcing things, which I think he kind of did in game one, uh, that's a good sign. But yeah, he's got to play, you know, 15 points a night when you're the guy. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not enough. It's not enough. Not going to get it done. He got it done tonight, but it does need to change. Yeah. Going before we get to the phones, let's listen to Taj Gibson who spoke to the media after the game about winning at home. To be honest with you, I really can't. It, it's so surreal. Uh, like I said, when I talk to the young guys who wake up and uh, they may not know where their, where their, their path is going to lead them or where the game is going to take them, just trust your heart. Don't worry about what nobody's going to say because I sat years ago as a rookie in my second year, maybe my second year, I sat every day with Tibbs after practice and we talked about the Knicks. We talked about the battles. We talked about how great it would be to play them one day. And then for it to come true, and then I'm playing with Derek, who I've been playing with my whole career, and, the, and we have the same familiar faces, but now we're in New York City. God doesn't make any mistakes, man. You just got to follow your path. You just got to believe in yourself, stay the course. The course is always going to be rocky, but you just got to stay the course and believe in yourself and and truly believe, man, because this is some, some magical stuff right now. I don't know how to explain it. It's just every day that I come in, it's just, I don't take anything granted, but every day that I come in, is just surreal. And you got to pinch yourself because you're playing in the garden. It's one of the toughest places to play, but it's one of the beautifulest places to play when you're on the right on when you when you're right. And um we're trying to do some special things here. And uh, right now we're laying on the groundwork for it. And it's a it's an awesome feeling. Remember, Gordon, he grew up a Nick fan from uh, Brooklyn and uh just, you know, really, really heartfelt emotion about getting a playoff win here at the Garden. First one in what since twenty thirteen? Yeah, it's a, it's been a it's been a long time coming, right? I mean, we see that the fans it impacts the players as well. So um, hopefully, it's not the only one this year, right? That's right. Hopefully, they get back for Game Five. David's in Brooklyn. Hey, David, you're next on ninety eight seven. Yeah, what good gentlemen? David, what's going on, pal? Not much. So Joey from Brooklyn just called before. That was my brother. We went to the game together. Mad hype. Mad hype, Knicks, killing it, thought it was dope, good to be at the Garden. The last time I was hyped at the Garden was when me and my buddy Oscar, who's a Spanish Mavs fan from the Bronx, I know, mad weird combination, but Spanish Mavs fans from the Bronx, who we saw the Knicks versus the Mavs at Madison Square Garden, and it was the first game Porzingis came back, and the Garden was a luck because we were going against Przingis. And I never thought I would see the Garden like that ever again until tonight. And it was just great to see the Knicks coming out slow first half. Um, Second half, they picked it up. I do have to say this, though, my one input, Randall's going slow, as we all know. Um, I do think if Randall's going to compete continue playing like that or whatever else. Obviously, we got to continue starting him, but I think we got to give the kid more minutes. We got to give OB more minutes. He comes out, he plays hard, 
he feeds into the crowd, I think we got to give Obi more minutes. Well, you know what, David? That, it'll be interesting to see, and thanks for the phone call, because, Gord, you know the old story. Your bench normally plays better at home in front of the home crowd. Mm-hmm. The question is going to be, how will Obi and Emmanuel quickly play on the road in the playoffs in a hostile situation? Yeah. Well, look, I, I like the uh, the progress you've seen from Obi, but tonight mm-hmm. you saw a little bit of the warts too, right? A young player mm-hmm. forcing things at times, trying to drive it. <laughs> he was trying to dunk the basketball over three guys at one point, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's uh, – I, I can understand wanting to have a little bit of caution, but he, he, look, he, he played 12 minutes tonight, and those were, those were big 12 minutes. There, there's, no, there's nobody who's playing 10 minutes and you're, you're not having an impact. Those are, those are important moments in the game. I mean – um, and and you saw the the energy that he brings, uh, and to be getting him some playoff experience as well is just an added bonus. That's right, uh, Ezra in Jersey. You're next on ninety eight seven. What's going on, gentlemen? How are you? Let's good? go, Knicks. I, I I feel great about the team right now. I feel great about this win. I don't know if you guys can tell from my voice, but. Uh, I was at the garden screaming my lungs out tonight and uh, what an energetic crowd. It was a lot of fun. I think um, what the Knicks did here tonight, uh, the first half was kind of disappointing and underwhelming. We saw the Atlanta defense really take a uh, nice, good advantage of us. The way they kind of crowded that middle, put four guys in the paint and it felt like the Knicks couldn't really get much going. And on Atlanta's offensive side, Trey Young was doing everything he wanted he was toying with the Knicks and having a having a, a great day. Um, the, you you kind of saw also in the first first half of the third quarter a similar type of story, um, and then when the bench came in, they started springing together a run. You guys just talking about Obi Toppin picked up. He looked great. The, the, the confidence in, in the bench the bench unit uh, was incredible. And um, give a nice shout out to Taj Gibson. I mean, we thought this guy was, was done, I feel like. Uh, and this guy is playing incredible minutes and really making an impression on both ends of the court, hitting the right spots on the block to get those little dump-off passes, uh, making uh, a real big difference on the, the defensive side um, while, while the other guys are penetrating. Um, he's looking great. I think he's been a real integral part of of the team um, and the rest of the adjustments, rest of the way, like, I don't know, a flip switched on Julius Randle. He decided, okay, I'm going to become Julius Randle, most improved player, uh, which we didn't see for the game one or at all in the first half of game two. Um, and I think that was a major turning point in um, the Knicks making that run and making a comeback and holding on to that lead, even though we did see it dwindle a little bit, holding on to the lead and, uh, pushing forward for the win. I think that's it's as long as we can continue and Thibodeau, uh, incredible coach can continue to push the team and make those in-game adjustments. Like we saw tonight. I think uh, the, the series is looking great for the Knicks. All right. Thanks for the phone call. And um, Gordon, in the time we have left, we kind of touched on it. What do you do with Alfred Payton now? Is he not usable? I mean, if you, you got to bring him back, I think at some point, otherwise you'll lose him. Yeah, I would not be surprised if if uh, he rolls this out again in Game Three and gives him another chance early on to see if anything clicks there. But he's going to have a quick hook, and mm-hmm. and if if two or three minutes even into the game, things are not going the way he wants to see them, either defensively, offensively, um, I think he's going to probably have a quick hook again. 
the only problem is I don't think that you can play Rose as much, obviously, as he played him tonight. So right. that means you're going to have to play quickly uh, significantly more. And I don't know if he's, if he's ready to do that either. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, uh, what they do now. But, you know, once again, you know, Gordon, he's got to go back to the lab because the defense that he was able to baffle Trey Young with in the fourth quarter is not going to work in game three because they're going to go in their lab and make adjustments to it. And I do think that the Hawks, they just missed some shots, too. Yes. Like, uh, the Knicks' defense was better, but they just missed a lot of threes. Uh, I don't know what they ended up shooting for the game, but they, it seemed like they had some good shots and just missed shots that they usually will make. So you have to expect that between him and Bogdanovich that they're going to be a little bit better in game three. So the Knicks have to, have to figure out a way to, to guard that three-point line. Absolutely. All right, my friend, be good on the radio tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow night. All right, Larry, sounds good. All right, that wraps up this edition of ESPN New York tonight. We thank you for calling. Couldn't get to all the calls because of the short show. We'll have a longer show tomorrow night. We'll talk about the Islanders advancing. We'll talk about the day in baseball, Kluber with injuries, Mets with injuries as well. We'll do all that tomorrow night. Brian Munguia, great job flying solo. It's on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.